Welcome to the Open House Podcast. Conversations exploring life, faith and hope with Stephen O'Doherty. The recent release of the IPCC special report on global warming of 1.5 degrees Celsius shows the world is lagging dangerously far behind the targets needed, which science says would avoid catastrophic levels of climate disruption. Science that I'm personally very comfortable to believe. The response of the Morrison government to this dire warning was, well, uh, muted at best. So with political and technological and economic levers so far proving to be insufficient to reduce the emissions by the amount needed, faith networks are sounding the alarm. And they're driving some grassroots action in the form of sustainable living pledges. They've started Time for Living the Change, which calls for a commitment to more sustainable lifestyles amongst all those who want to see action. Anglicans and Buddhists, Catholics, Jewish people, Uniting Church, Hindu, Muslim and other faith groups are publicly committing to ambitious low-carbon lifestyle changes and inviting others to do the same. The Reverend Dr Peter Catt is the Anglican Dean of Brisbane and he's a spokesperson for the Time for Living the Change campaign. Dr Catt, welcome back to Open House. Thank you. It's great to be with you. Yeah, living the change. What does it mean to live the change? Uh, Living the change is an opportunity for people of faith to make their own effort towards overcoming climate change. So it's an acknowledgement that we all need to change the way we live and the way we interact with the planet. Um, Living the change is a personal response, which I think uh, gives people then the moral authority to call on our political leaders to make the... uh, the large-scale changes to policy that are also required. That's an interesting idea. Let's explore that for a minute. Moral moral authority in political leadership is something we struggle with as a country. Sure, <laughs> indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, it's very complex times. Um, but but yeah, I think I think it, this what this this um, campaign is doing is making sure that. Uh, we as individuals, when we call on our politicians to to make changes, that we're actually doing our bit first and foremost so that we can then stand on the fact that we've actually made some attempt to ameliorate climate change, um, that, as we call on leaders to make policy changes that will affect greater change. Yes, so this is a... Yes, I see. Something that's embraced by... Um, a, a number of different religions in Australia. That's right. Absolutely. And therefore it gives it, as you said, the moral authority. They've committed themselves yeah. to mm. making these changes. Which are the religions yeah. that are involved? Um, as well as a broad cross-section, um, we recently held a function uh, here as a, a vigil for the reef and we had uh, people from the Jewish tradition, Buddhist, uh, Muslim, Baha'i, uh, Sikh, Christian... Um, yeah, you know, I think that's the, that was the list at that time. So mm. it really, it really represents the fact that across faith traditions, there's a deep commonality with the idea that the planet is as a gift or it is sacred somehow. That uh, there is some sort of connection between the planet and the divine. That it's not just a thing that happened to appear in the middle of nowhere and can be used. Um, used or used up, but that we actually have a sacred trust uh, to care for it and to use it wisely and to pass it on as a gift to future generations. 
Yes, and even non-religious people would have a similar view, I suppose. Indeed, indeed, yes. In fact, not I suppose, I mean, I know that. Yeah. I've, yeah, I've, I've right, read indeed. philosophers. In fact, there are some philosophies that, that place the uh, environment above uh, mankind in, in importance. Indeed. Yes, indeed, that's right, yes, yes. Well, and, and I think... I think the faith traditions give that beautiful sense of connection, interconnectedness between humanity and the rest of creation. And one of the gifts it does give to us is it breaks down the separation that has um, has really arisen in the last few hundred years, where we tend to uh, other the rest of creation. So we talk about nature as something that's not us, mm. and we see ourselves as apart from it. Whereas um, Faith traditions tend to see us as being interconnected, interdependent, um, and therefore uh, there's sort of an interreliance as well that um, that we actually we actually need um, nature or the rest of nature. There's, it sort of overcomes that uh, tendency towards mm. hubris that has really uh, sort of grasped us the idea that we think we can do anything to the planet mm. and then we'll be able to find some clever fix that will mean that our life goes on undisturbed. Hmm. Reverend Dr Peter Catt is with us. He's the Anglican Dean of Brisbane and part of this um, ARRC, the Australian Religious Response to Climate Change Group, promoting a thing called uh, Living the Change. There's something that Christendom needs to look at, though, carefully, isn't there? Because there is a... Within Christendom, there are, well, not just two views, but let's say there are at least two views, one of them which is that the planet is ours to exploit. Hmm. Sure, and, and it's all short-term, the idea that somehow um, it's all going to come to an end in the next next little while, whether we see that in months, years or days. Um, so the idea that it doesn't really matter, um, mm. and I think, I think um, there are other parts of the Christian tradition that would challenge that idea and ask us to see ourselves as, as being given a huge responsibility to care for and... Um, almost that sense of humans being co-creators with God that we actually uh, haven't, you know, we we understand ourselves to to have some sort of uh, status, and I think that status actually calls us to greater responsibility. Well, I, I agree with you. I, I think we are given to repair, restore, renew. These are all things that. Christ entrusted to us, mm, uh, and, and and God is working through us for those things to happen and, until yes. He returns. That's that's yes. my view. But what yes. th- this is where politics and and religion and Christianity in particular mix sometimes because you do get this other view out there. What do you say to those fellow believers um, for whom they see the climate change uh, as almost a, a sort of challenge to their own uh, position and a a challenge by by you know like a some sort of grand conspiracy theory. Mm, indeed. Well, I think I think in part we need to go back to the um, to the flood narrative because I'm I'm aware some people think that you know the, the sea levels can't rise because God said that God wouldn't flood the earth again. Yeah. So there's that sort of argument. Yeah. Um, and I guess the contrary uh, input to that is that yes, God made that promise, but um, we're the ones that are mucking up the the planetary system that will cause sea level rise. So, so God can't um, God can't stop stuff that we're intentionally doing. Just like if we decide to hit someone, God can't stop us. So, so there are consequences to the decisions we make, and in and when we make decisions that are flawed and are bad for the planet, they reap consequences 
that um, we just have to bear. And so, um, you know, so the reef is a case in point. Um, the IPCC report that came out a couple of weeks ago tells us that if the planet only rises by one and a half degrees, we'll still lose somewhere between 70 and 95% of all reef systems. And if it goes up to two, two degrees, we'll lose a lot. And I think you know, even this idea that we want to uh, keep, keep um, temperature rise down to one and a half degrees mm. is uh, going to be a significant change to the way the planet is and well the other issue there of course is and, and not just not just the flood um if people think that's the only thing it's about then they've really not been reading <laughs> widely mm. because yeah, it's about indeed. variable yeah. variable climate and it's Absolutely. about um mm. biggest bigger amplitudes in yes. hot and cold and massive sure. storms and all those kinds of things and surely yeah, we yeah, want to sure. care for our future fellow men and women mm. indeed uh, and it's, it is them. about it is about caring if nothing else, it's about caring for the rest of humanity. Um, even if, even if we want to see the planet as there for us to to use, um, I think we can still be persuaded that we need to deal with climate change because of the way it's going to affect uh, up to a billion people. You know, there, there are a billion people who are dependent on the glacial melts from the Tibetan plateau, oh, yeah. and already those melts are reducing and. So it's, you know, it's a billion people who won't have the water they need to irrigate. And you know, if we think we've got a refugee problem at the moment with uh, sort of 80 million people walking the face of the earth, um, imagine what it's going to be like if we have this level of dislocation and the people of Tuvalu being dislocated. Um, and you know, for Australians, it's already this is this is already coming home to roost. Um, people who live in the Torres Strait Islands are already losing their market gardens. Uh, the government is helping them by building sea walls, but uh, I heard this week that one of those sea walls has failed. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, this is this is not a the idea of climate change is not a future idea. It's actually hmm. happening amongst us, and and you know, our farmers are certainly feeling the effects of it and. And some of them have had a sense of, of this being an issue for some time. Indeed. I, 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 my uncle, who was a sheep wheat farmer, told me in 1984 that he was convinced that climate change was real. So. <laughs> <laughs> an, auspicious, an auspicious date, if ever there was one. Yeah. Dr Peter Catt is with us, the Anglican Dean of uh, Brisbane. Now, Living the Change, this movement that you and the other religious representatives have signed up to, what does it commit mm. the churches to do? Well, this is um, living the change is for individuals. So the idea is that people look at their own lifestyle and work out what else they could be doing to take pressure off the planet. So it could be something like uh, deciding that one is going to eat uh, less meat. So instead of eating meat, you know, five nights a week, you might go down to two, and that will save. Um, the emission of a whole lot of methane. Um, it may be that people make a decision to to be more attentive to the way they use electricity. Um, you know, one of the things I've added is to my life over the last couple of years is realising um, there's lots of times when I actually don't need the light on. So you know, most mornings I shower in the dark. And at first, at, you know, at first that seems like a really odd idea, but then you know, I, I actually... It, I don't need the light on to have a shower. I don't you know. suppose you do. <laughs> no. So, so sort of just thinking laterally about um, how often we 
turn lights on and walk out of the room and yeah. and and how we've got into the habit of keeping our air conditioning on so the the room is cool when we get home and yeah, yeah. those sort of and 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 walking more and those sort of um extra disciplines that um are about exercising some intentionality to care for the planet and to realise that everything we do has a potential cost. So it's looking at food miles, those sort of um, those sort of issues, mm. so that so that as an individual we are making some contribution, so that we can then say to our political leaders, "Well, I'm doing my bit. Uh, you guys are in control of much bigger levers. Um, what are you going to do?" Well, that's. And that throws down the moral gauntlet, as you've said. Mm. Peter Catt, thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, very welcome. Thanks for your time. Reverend Dr. Peter Catt, the Anglican Dean of Brisbane. Uh, Living the Change is the name of that campaign. And if you go to the livingthechange.net website, it's really very interesting to um, go through this. There's the opportunity, if you want to make a commitment, be one of those that's saying, yeah, I'm going to, you know, as an individual person of faith, as a Christian, I'm going to do the following things or some things to try to reduce my impact on the global warming. It might be showering in the dark. Um, (laughs) That assumes you get up pretty early. Um, which many people do, I hear. I've read about that. Um, people in my house certainly do. <laughs> or it may be doing something else. But anyway, as I was, I've just interrupted myself. Um, you go to this Living the Change website, and it's very interesting. You you kind of get the chance to make a commitment. So you click Make My Commitment. And then it says to you, um, y- your first step is to select your tradition. So you have a look down the list, and it's got all these different religious traditions. For evangelicals, it says, Seeking God's truth through prayer and study of the Bible, the global evangelical community has reached a consensus that care for creation is indeed a gospel issue within the Lordship of Christ, and that caring for God's loving gift of creation is an integral part of our mission and an expression of our worship to God for his wonderful plan of redemption through Jesus Christ. You'll also see that other traditions have put their um, particular you know, words in, in that place, and Jewish, Hindu, Muslim, and so on. And I found it really interesting just to read through what other faiths were saying uh, about that issue. You then get the chance to select your tradition and make a commitment. That uh, website again, livingthechange.net. Discover more Open House podcasts at openhousecommunity.com.au.